Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Hello guys, welcome back to Open Book, my new podcast. I'm Louise Cooney and I have Sarah Madden, our producer, here with us today. And we're going to chat to you guys. We're going to talk about what's in our good books and bad books. I think there's a little bit more in the bad book front this week. It's just one of those weeks and I know we're not the only ones feeling like this. So it's okay. We're allowed to have those those moments. We are also going to chat about our favourite children's books and some memories of children's books we have. We're going to talk about our relaunch book club and name the book that we're going to read together. And we've also got a sneak preview of our next episode with Kathy Kelly. So I'm so excited for you to hear that as well. So, good books, bad books. I know you were talking to your Instagram followers about it. Okay. What's in people's good books? What's pe- what's in your good books first? So, my good books, I went to see Where the Crawlets Sing. Have you oh, read that book? Um, I haven't read the book, but I was down in the News Talk offices when Daisy... Oh, what's oh my name? God, she came in? Yes, she came in. She was doing an interview with Pat oh. Kenny, you know, the king. How was imagine? she in person? Um, so put together. Yeah. Oh my God. She looks like she smells expensive. Yeah. That's how I would describe her. But very sort of alt, very Trinity, actually. I yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. I can imagine her knocking around here Neil I saw she got an honorary medal from Trinity. Did oh, you did see she that? actually? Yeah. Like yeah. an honorary alumni or something. What, an honorary degree like? I don't know. Like, I guess for me, pretending she was in it in normal people, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Do you know cool. what, Daisy? You worked hard. You deserve it. <gasps> Speaking um, of Daisy, and then we'll get back to the movie. Oh, I yeah. saw what they posted on the Daily Mail today, right? Oh. Um, you read the Daily Mail, do you? Of course I you, do. My mum is obsessed with the Daily Mail and the Daily Telegraph. I love the Daily Telegraph. I can't stand the Daily Mail. It's like when I sit down and I'm like switching off my brain, I'll sit down oh, and I'll, I'll read just rubbish. Yes, yes. But anyway, um, she they put up where she bought her house, her first house. Oh God. Like literally pictures of the house like where like where she is and so I was re- I was like I've gotten into this terrible habit of clicking into the comments in the Daily Mail which is like literally like because oh, no, like, I kind of like I don't know why it gives me an indication of where people's minds sit on it not so much on the Daily Mail but I do it on everything like mm-hmm. yeah I'll, we'll get into that in a minute I was just thinking of what happened on the dart the other day did you see that? No I'm oh, literally they- going pivot 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 <laughs> we'll come back to the dart but um, yeah basically like to showing everyone where she lives in her first home I was like my god how is that even legal or fair yeah Poor but, girl. Where, but where actually is it just, just it, out of curiosity oh somewhere in London somewhere <laughs> up and coming in London <laughs> yeah. it looks like a really cute somewhere kind of homely cool. house yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, google it you can see it it's all there <laughs> see right in yeah I remember um, when, google, when google maps was kind of first coming on and everyone was like looking up their own houses and some people would see like you know their dad going out in his dress again to get his paper and stuff I mean privacy is just a thing of the past I know you can actually look look up the best Google map pictures of people because <gasps> people knew they were going around like I sometimes see the cars going around really and people pose for the for the camera when they're going by oh my god hilarious so funny um, but anyway back to where the crawdads thing mm. it's got like kind of mixed reviews I'll say like I heard some people saying it was really good and then I think the actual reviews online don't show that it's as good as I think it is and okay yeah it's weird like you know Rotten Tomatoes that's like the bible for movies yes yeah yeah I think when a movie is a book and it becomes a movie, there's a lot of expectations there. Huge amount. Yeah, that's such a good point. But for me, like, it really captured mm. what I imagined. You know, I think the first couple of scenes, maybe with the kids and stuff, was a little much, you know, very, it, it seemed like 
very acted out. Do you know what I mean? But okay. I thought Daisy and it was incredible. Mm. And it's like I've never seen a movie in that setting before. Yeah, And it was just yeah, how I imagined yeah. it. So I really, really enjoyed it. People it's, take it so personally when a book that they've read, I don't know why, maybe it's because it's such an intimate experience, it's just you and the pages, mm. when that gets turned into a film and they don't like it, it's amazing. But you know what that, why that is? Is because when you, do you remember when Louise O'Neill was in and she was saying, if you, once she released a book, like that is the person who's reading it, it, like they own the book then because Mm. it's their interpretation of it. It's their imagination, you know. True. So if someone doesn't look like or sound like what you imagined, you're like, ew, no. (laughs) Do you know? Um, So what's in your good books this week? I was going to go into bad books, but I'm not going to go there just yet. Um, uh, Oh, actually, I started reading a new book. I have not finished For Whom the Bell Tells yet. Oh, for God's sake. This is honestly... This is taking me so long, it's embarrassing. But anyway, I started a new book, um, This Is Gonna Hurt. Did you ever hear of it? Yes, um, I have yes. heard of it. Have you read it? No. It's by, it's, so it's by Adam Kay, who was a junior doctor in the UK. He no longer um, practices medicine. And um, he's working with the NHS. And it's all basically about a chronicle almost of his, the diaries that he was keeping at the time when he was um, training to be a doctor. And it's incredible. It's so funny because, first of all, all the footnotes, he uses them basically to kind of like take a jibe at whatever he was talking about at the time. Okay. Or um, he's, he's hilarious. Uh, but then also, I didn't do science past the junior search. I was like, blah, blah. So um, it's really interesting to see in also in the footnotes, him explaining what the various procedures are or, you know, why that might be important for a doctor to know. And it's actually been made into a TV series. This is what I've heard ah. of as a TV series. Right. What okay. is that on? So, uh, good question. I'm not 100% sure, but okay. I heard that the TV series is amazing. So I said I was going to read the book before I watched the TV series. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yes, I'm really enjoying that, I got to tell you. Um, But it's very um, worrying, I would say. It's quite concerning to think of how tired our doctors are when we go into an A&E. You know, the worst moment of our lives, the worst moments of our family's lives. And they're on like, you know, hour 27 of a 36 hour shift or whatever. It's insane. It's definitely... 30 hour shift? I mean, I, I don't know the specifics of it, but I do know that they work far too much for far too little. And, you know, they're always sleeping in the hospital. And because they're such giving people they tend to kind of work longer hours than possibly they should um, but it's a fascinating book and I am so glad that I never became a doctor not that I had the points for it but it was definitely um, a career choice that I'm glad I did not make yeah I feel like it has to become your lifestyle like, mm. you, know, you have to eat sleep and breathe it yeah and for your partner as well yeah like one of my friends um, is training to be an A&E doctor and uh, like she and her boyfriend just barely see each other it's really really tough but then they are going to be you know raking in the big books down the line so it's give and take one of my friends is over in London um, being a doctor Ah. I'm like what's doctoring I don't know (laughs) and she met her boyfriend in college so they're both doctors so it kind of suits them you know because they're on the same schedule or whatever Mm. Would you find it strange to date someone who was an influencer who had a similar kind of lifestyle to you? Oh God, I wouldn't like that at all. I just, I just feel like it would take, and I don't want to say I'm not genuine, but I feel like it would, (laughs) it would take like the genuineness out of your relationship in a way, because I like to be on and capture moments, but like, I don't want, that doesn't mean I want, like, I want my partner to be on capturing (laughs) moments, you know, thankfully don't have that and will never have that. So, you know. (laughs) Well, what's in your bad books? My bad books? Um... I struggled with this one and I was reading. Oh my God, that's great. Uh, 
This girl is just living <laughs> on cloud nine. Well, not quite. I'm just very, very busy at the moment. There's a lot going on. I'm like, what's really annoying me? I'm like, let's mm. not dwell on it. Let's not focus on it. <laughs> but you know one thing, and this is like one of my pet peeves that probably could always be in my bad books, like every single week. It's off, it's off topic. It's not related to books. Okay. You know, um, customer service phones, like they call uh. and that they're automated. Like I mean to say when I have to do that, I just hate it and oh. I'm, it takes me always about three calls to get on the right path you know the way you have to yes, select a number yeah, and then yeah. I select the wrong one or I wait half an hour I'm through to someone they're like I actually can't help you with that I'm going to have to connect you and you're like do I have to wait again oh please sir yeah, I've been was, waiting for 20 hours I know I was just trying to get through to the bank today and absolute nightmare <sighs> uh, but it's just one of my pet peeves and I'm like why yeah. do companies think this is a good I know. Idea. I just I always end up pressing zero, pressing star, pressing seven, or just screaming at the phone. I, I want to speak to a representative. <laughs> Seriously, it's so annoying. I remember specifically one time I was in the office trying to sort out. Um, okay, so it's a company that I don't want to slate, and I also don't think we can afford the lawyer fees uh, whenever libel comes up. It's a very well-known company, um, internet, TV phone lines mm-hmm. the world's worst customer service and I was on a phone in the office I think I know who you're talking about oh yeah I think <laughs> I made it quite clear um, I was on a phone in the office for 2 hours and 15 minutes and they still could not help me by the end of that call and you know then you Just get yes, it for the worst is when you get a call coming through and you're like I need to answer this yeah. but I'm on hold for about 20 minutes I'm sure I can answer this call nope <laughs> they answered that 2 minutes you were on the phone <laughs> the worst or you wait 2 and a half hours and then they're like Hello, and it hangs up. Oh, why does that happen? Why does that happen? And I get like their job honestly must be the most frustrating job in the world because you're just dealing with angry people. Yes, you know, so true. But it's just even it's you know when they were just like you know what, <laughs> I'm just not going to deal with this today. I'm just gonna. End this call. Thanks, thanks a lot, Karen. Goodbye. It's like the red chair. I'm ejecting you from my day. I know. Oh my God, no, you're so right. But um, what's in your bad uh, books? This day is in my bad books. Oh, no, um, so just to give a bit of context to everybody, I'm an hour and 15 minutes late to recording. I'm so... No, but you, sorry, you told me in advance, listen, so it was not a big I, deal. Yeah, but it is your podcast and I'm coming in here an hour and 15 minutes late. I mean, it's not a great... Honestly, podcast. I was leaving late. I like power walked in here to make it on time. So <laughs> don't worry about it. No, it's uh, one of those days. It started off with a clamp and oh, that was, that is, uh, I would say my third clamp in the last six weeks. No, Plus, at one time I was towed. Has that happened to you? Once ever. But I actually, the last time I was in here, I got clamped because I was in an electric head. car park, right? And I was in a rush, so didn't plug it in because I actually didn't need the charge. I didn't know if you're not charged and you're not allowed to park. I paid my parking and everything. Sorry, so irritating. I think that they must have hired a couple of more vans lately or mm. something because they are on one. I got like, okay, I got a clamp this morning. Then from there I went, I was reporting today. So I went to my first, um, I was doing a report as on like a firefighter. I was like, you know, coming down the pole and like wearing the big suit. And stuff. For context, for, sorry, for context, <laughs> Sarah is a reporter for News Talk. That's my job. Um, and the first place, they were so lovely, but they just didn't have the equipment and stuff that I was hoping to use for the report. So I had to set up a second interview and that was near enough where my parents lived. So I was like, oh, hang out in my parents' house for like two hours. And I didn't bring the key with me and for whatever reason my two parents who were both retired by the way were both gallivanting for the day so neither of them were home so I had to sit outside my family house on my computer while I'm on the computer I'm basically like cutting audio 
that I took earlier. So I was like, oh, this is a good use of my time. That's fine. Oh, no. Then as me. soon as I tried to save it, the computer froze and everything was lost. <sighs> so oh. then I make my way out to draw the fire station. They are out on a call. So I have to wait there again. I was trying to set up my computer. I didn't trust anything anymore. So I just left the audio. And I went in finally to do this report with your man. And my recording equipment was not working. I mean, what else could go wrong? Did you so, use your iPhone? That's literally what I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was me and your man sliding down a pole. While I'm in shorts, by the way, tearing my legs to shreds. Why were you sliding down iPhone. a pole? Fireman's pole. But why? For a bit of colour, for a bit of theatre, for the report, Louise. These, these are the kind of things that a girl working in radio has got to do. <laughs> uh, and like people could hear the, the slide, was it? The... Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. It was upsetting for everybody involved, I got to tell you. I think with all the waiting around today, life is telling you to slow down a little bit. Oh, well, okay. I'm, I'm, it's, it's really interesting that you take that because I think it's that the world hates me. But okay. And also, I think you need a glass of wine tonight. <laughs> Plus three. Um, right. Well, did we do your bad books? Oh, sorry. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some other people's bad books if that would make... Please. Or do we move to good books to lighten the mood a little bit? <laughs> Let's go bad books, good books and letters from the literati. Well, it seems like some people are having a bit of a week this week. Okay. And uh, do you know what? A lot of people I talk to, I think it's the fact that life has picked up so much. Like it's mm. so busy and everyone's away and everyone... You know, you're coming, you're going. There's yeah. a lot on. There's weddings on every weekend. There's events on know. you know you haven't time to bless yourself I know and also right after bringing this up I just mentioned it briefly the dart did you see what happened on the dart this week no what was that it was so people the Bray air show was on at the weekend okay and of course as we live in Ireland public transport was not prepared okay there was big waits there was Classic. it was overcrowded well. this is as hot as it gets in Ireland and it was absolutely <laughs> like from what I've read anyway really really stuffy on the train and they were waiting for like half an hour to get in or something into the station and people were like you know there was no air conditioning the windows wouldn't open so people they broke open the door because there was people like fainting having panic attacks babies tripping down to their nappies so this is where like I read an article and then I go into the comments to see what are people saying about this like Mm. so um, Erin Ireland, I think or Irish Rail released a statement saying that you know that uh, passengers broke open the door and trespassed onto the tracks and I'm like surely this is the wrong narrative they want to be sending here and then there was everyone responding saying we couldn't breathe you know Um, and I just images are mad because it's like whoa and they caused like a two hour delay then (gasps) because no trays could could go either way because people were walking on the tracks like oh my god drama on the dark mm. line how did they break the doors open I don't understand they were literally there's there's an emergency thing you know so yeah that was the drama of the weekend but then you just wonder like all the taxes we pay what does the money <laughs> I know yeah yeah it's, it's, it's frustrating when you see things like that that you're like can we just fix it and then we, you know what I mean <laughs> I don't I don't work about. politics do you know so. what we should really be running things I that's, know right I mean that's the only we're solution we're solving world problems here today <laughs> just just fix it that's it <laughs> <laughs> surely there's someone who can fix it for God's sake right what are people saying online I think I think we need some good books okay I think fine we're doing get a lot the of good books yeah here. yeah so fair Okay, so someone said TK Maxx stocked some Halloween decor. I'm all for it. Oh my what God. It? It's July. <laughs> oh, I love TK Maxx. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. There was a TK Maxx when I was living in London in Clapham, just as you get off the tube stop. 
uh, it was dangerous. It was absolutely dangerous. It's the home section for me. I know, because you can really like hit the jackpot with really like random oh, things. So great. Le Creuset. I've gotten a lot of numbers from there in, in the beautiful bed linen. What's like, Le Creuset? And Le Creuset. So the sort of pans. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the colourful ones. That. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. Um, I've also gotten some gorgeous bed linens in there. Oh, TK Maxx is where it's at. I got to tell you. I know but see, I, like I'm dangerous going in there because I just am a little bit of a hoarder anyway so I end up with so much clutter you know <laughs> somebody um, wrote in and said I recently finished Joyrider by Angela Scanlon and it influences me daily have you read that? No. I've heard she released a book so I must pick it up mm-hmm. okay so someone else wrote in listened to all three episodes today and honestly loved them have never been in a book club but want to now well lucky for you sorry hang on let me see to check the name Alva OS is the name here. We are going to do a little book club here. So I have the Louise's book club Instagram. That's where it all started. And we did it over Zoom during lockdown. But now we're going to read it over the podcast and talk about it here. And hopefully you can email in. And I think we have a new email. Do, do Yes. We? The email is openbook at goloudnow.com. So openbook at goloudnow.com. So we're going to read... It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. We were supposed to read it in book club a couple of months ago, but we're going to read it now. I know a couple of you already have it and I know a couple of you already read it, but that doesn't mean you can't get involved in the conversation. I've heard nothing but good things about it. And everywhere, every time I've been in an airport this summer, it's been like top of the, the stack of books. So ah. it's, it's always on the bestseller list. So I'm very excited to read it. I've never read anything by mm-hmm. this author. I've never even heard of her. But what is the book about? I've never read anything by her either, but I've heard amazing things. There's like 1,300,000 ratings on Goodreads. So I'm going to read oh you the God. little blurb here, okay? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is the one who loves you who hurts you the most. Lily hasn't always had it easy, but that's never stopped her from working hard for the life she wants. She's come a long way from the small town in Maine where she grew up. She graduated from college, moved to Boston and started her own business. So when she feels a spark with a gorgeous neurosurgeon named Ryle, everything in Lily's life suddenly seems almost too good to be true. Ryle is assertive, stubborn, maybe even a little arrogant. He's also sensitive, brilliant and has a total soft spot for Lily. And the way he looks in scrubs certainly doesn't hurt. That kind of ties back into our conversations about doctors just now. Lily can't get him out of her head, but Ryle's complete aversion to relationships is disturbing. Even as Lily finds herself becoming the exception to his no dating rule, she can't help but wonder what made him that way in the first place. As questions about her new relationship overwhelm her, so do thoughts of Atlas Corrigan, her first love and a link to the past she left behind. He was her kindred spirit, her protector. When Atlas suddenly reappears, everything Lily has built with Ryle is threatened. Ooh, Ooh, love it. I love that his name is Atlas. Wow, what a yeah. flex. Um, so... One of the characters is, uh, we, he, he's a neurosurgeon, mm-hmm. is that it? He also sounds like I went down this deep hole when I broke up with the guy I was in a situation with um, last year. Uh, we're also very good friends still, so um, shout out, nameless man. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was such a relationship phobe and I went through this stage of like trying to figure out what our attachment styles were and like how I could bring us together all in the, the best love way. languages and all yes. that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah 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 and some people are anxiously attached which is definitely me because I'm like oh please love me and then he's is like avoidantly attached so that sort of sounds like what's going on in this and avoidantly attached people Ooh, what, a, what a horrible way to be though I know 
avoidantly attached. What? I know, what is that like? I know. It's something he's got to work through. And you know what? Unfortunately, I have now moved on. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's his loss. No, I'm only joking. But what is um, your love language? Do you know? Um, God, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really good question. I think my how I would express love is definitely by um like gift giving and affection definitely but I don't know about receiving because I actually find it very uncomfortable to receive gifts and things like I I need affirmation but just don't treat me too nicely you know I am a woman who's grown up in the 21st century okay I do have a certain amount of self-loathing that I Mm. need to stay on top of what would yours be so I'm just going to read out the five love languages there are there are like quizzes you can do online to see what you are and Ah, I've done them before so Love language one is words of affirmation. Love language two is acts of service. Love language three is gifts. Love language four is quality time. And love language five is physical touch. Mm. I am quality time and words of affirmation and physical touch. Three. Oh, yeah. So gifts. Why not? Gifts don't mean anything to me. And acts Mm. of service. I can do it for myself. (laughs) So, you know. She's a modern woman. She don't need. She don't need a DIY. No, mm-hmm. no, I can do it for myself. But, I mean, come on, it's, you got to help me out around the house too. That's that's just. <laughs> I, know, you know, I know, I know, I want it all. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and she should have it. So we're talking about the book. We're gonna read up to the end of chapter six for two weeks time. So that's in and around a hundred pages. I ordered mine the other day. I haven't received it yet. But you should get it in any bookshop at all. And I'm so excited. I put it up on the Louise's Book Club Instagram last week. And loads of you seem to want to get involved. So very, very excited to read this together. And it'll be just a nice, easy, fun thing to chat about. So we'll be chatting about it in two weeks time when we have Sarah and myself back on again. So you have to get it too. We're going to oh, all yes. read it together. I'm so excited to, to um, join the book club. I've never been in a book club before, so this is going to be an exciting adventure. Yeah, no, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, oh, somebody else wrote in, All Her Fault book. Very good till over-the-top mashup ending. So people are writing in kind of a mix of, I suppose, good things that have happened this week and then books that they're enjoying. All ah. Her Fault is a book by Andrea Mara. We actually did it as part of the book club last year. Andrea is an Irish author. We have her on the pod at the start of next month oh fantastic mm. she does a lot of the crime and thriller it's totally her thing love it um, she's just really interesting I was asking her I was like how do you know how like the Garda system works and all this mm. like cause you must have to do a certain amount of research yeah yeah she's like oh, I, have a, I have a friend I have a friend who, who I just call up and I'm like what, <laughs> what do you do in this situation that's so interesting she mm. probably has someone then who reads it afterwards to make sure that everything like all those technicalities are in place well like, that's I, it like yeah, yeah. To, like that's what I find so interesting about authors they have to know a lot about what they're writing about like they have to know Mm. a lot in depth about it because you can't just like make up this stuff you know yes yeah and you know um a lot of publishers now have what's called sensitivity readers so these are people who essentially will take the um the text and it's already been edited and then it's given to the sensitivity reader who reads through to see you know are there any undertones of racism here Mm. or could that be construed as being you know anti-LGBT or homophobic in some way Mm -hmm. so interesting well you got to be careful especially these days with what you're putting out there yeah the PC police will get you I've heard of that like of books that have been you know those new editions that's because like a lot of the time they have to edit out stuff that you know now wouldn't Mm. be appropriate but say like 10 years ago nobody may have noticed or yes. most people might not have noticed you know that it's so interesting because i think 
Yeah, I'd love to know what you think about that, because I know there's, I think in the UK and certainly in America, they've been kind of considering whether or not to take books like To Kill a Mockingbird off the school syllabus. Mm. And I suppose I understand and the last thing I'd want is for any child in any class to, you know, feel either discriminated against Mm. or to feel uncomfortable in a school setting. And yet it's so important that we recognise, I guess, how far we've come, but then also how wrong that was, because you can't really delete all of that stuff out, but Mm. you certainly talk about it in a very different way well I haven't done that book right Mm. so I can't really comment but I do think you know if it's wrong why have it on the syllabus you know Mm. what I mean why you know Mm. I'm like right let's move to something else but then I guess then you do you lose that like classic there's gonna be something wrong with everything like you know very true very true everybody's ripe for a cancellation I'm I'm very very concerned about my own anyway um So last time we spoke, we were chatting about best summer reads Mm -hmm. because you were off on your holidays. How was it, by the way? It was amazing. It was busy, though. I had the wedding and so we had the rehearsal dinner. My uh, Mark was a groomsman. So the rehearsal dinner, we had the wedding and then we had the day two. And then as well as that, like all of our friends were over there. So it was just, you know, I don't think we went for one dinner. We didn't go for one dinner on our own. It was very little chilling, you know, it was busy, Mm. but it was so much fun. It was like after two years, there was actually something that somebody else wrote in was you know in their good book was to see everybody out traveling and enjoying themselves after two long summers being stuck here you know true true yeah I wonder if fake tan sales are going down because people are actually just having like a natural glow away on their holidays I wonder I Mm. wonder did you ever get that book finished by the way that you were reading when you went away so I was listening to oh yes because of your eye yeah I was listening to Taylor Jenkins read Daisy Jones and the Six and I'm I still haven't finished it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working my way through it but I'm like I do find it a little bit drawn out I'm like come on just just something happen you know I what know, I mean I know yeah that's how I feel about um, For Whom the Bell Tolls I'm like okay guys wrap it up seriously mm. but I'm gonna try and finish it now over the weekend because we've the long weekend now so I'm gonna oh, yes. take some time to read and chill mm. we're heading down to Spanish Point in West Claro which is like my favourite place in the world beautiful so. Yeah. Have you any plans for the bank holiday? So this bank holiday, uh, do you know what? I have to figure out my plans for the weekend. But then on bank holiday Monday, my godson, who is also my nephew, is one year old. Oh, one. Oh, that's so cute. Very sweet. So I'm going to his birthday party. And I actually was in the shop the other day trying to come up with what I was going to get him. And I know I want to get him a couple of books because my other nephew, his parents are massive readers. um, And so I'm pretty sure he's already working his way through Proust. But my nephew that is my sister's um, son is is taking his time he's getting there as mm-hmm. a reader um, so I said I might get him a couple of books and um, I was actually in the bookshop looking at different bits and some of them I kind of remembered from when we were younger and some of them were totally new like mm. there's one co- literally called Who Did the Poo in the Zoo <laughs> I can't wait to have kids to read them books you know when Trisha so was in here the last day on our last episode she was saying how much she loves kids books and she'd love to write one someday because yeah. she's got lots of nieces and nephews mm. but I had a little think earlier about books and I text my mom and she goes ah Jesus uh, and that was it that's all she replied I said mom what books can you remember reading us that's all she said and I was like so you can't remember then like she's enough going on you know so I text my sister Louise I'm a busy woman okay. I, yeah like um, do you, does anyone remember Aesop's Fables do you remember this no do you Aesop's what 
Aesop's Fables. So there are stories with a moral and there's like it's a story but then at the end it says the moral of this story is. Hmm. Do you remember the hare and the tortoise? Oh my gosh, yeah. Was that an Aesop's Fable? Yes. Oh wow. So uh, slow and steady wins the race. Remember? I love that. So there's loads of them uh, but that was the one that sticks out to me but there is a lot of them. Like I was looking them up earlier. There's tons of them. I know. um, Similar stories for kids in Germany. They have a moral, but they also have no sort of cushy, squishy, Mm. you know, fluffy ending. It's all like, you know, uh, and he ran with scissors and he chopped his head off. Oh my God, what? Yeah. In Germany? Yeah. There's straight shooters over there. (laughs) So Um, another book that we used to always, like we always got stories from when we were kids was 365 bedtime stories, right? Oh, wow. So my sister, this is how good. A different one every night? There's one for every day of the year. Oh. So my sister sent me two. I'll read you one. Oh, Just, please. Yeah. Oh, so this is so, so nice. random. I haven't even read this yet. Everybody so, get your hot water bottle. Snuggle up. Yeah. The 31st of January, Edward to the rescue. Edward the elephant was standing on the airstrip polishing his plane. I don't think I'll go up today, he said out loud. There's a thunderstorm coming. Just then the radio in his plane in his plane crackled. Sever weather warning. Cyclone approaching. No flying today. When Edward heard the radio message, he gasped because he had just seen some of the bigger birds flying over the airfield. They're taking part in the Flamingo Cup race today and they won't have heard the weather warning. In next to no time, Edward had jumped into his plane and was flying towards the birds. He flew above them and shouted down, Perch on my wings and I'll fly you safely back home. The birds were very grateful to be back on the ground. By the time the storm arrived, they were safe indoors thanks to Edward the Flying Elephant. Oh my God, well done, Edward. You're such a good boy. Sorry, that is just so, so simple and so cute. So cute. Want, so I, cute. Is that enough? That's very short. So I know, like, well, I you know. Have to go, off you go to bed now. <laughs> right, that's this. enough for you. There's three six sides. There's one for every day, all right? Do you want another one? <laughs> yeah, 23rd absolutely. of July, is that today? Oh, wee, that's wee, three wee, days ago. We? I will do another one for you. Okay, so the 23rd of July, Vera the Viper. Vera the Viper was very vain. She could not pass a mirror without admiring her reflection. One day, Vera hissed her father, you will crack the glass. But Vera didn't mind. She just loved looking at herself. <laughs> Vainer. I'm so pretty. Oh, so pretty. She sang as she slithered along. <laughs> One summer afternoon, she was gliding through the grass, preening herself in her looking glass when she spied a fairground. The hall of mirrors looks exciting, said Vera. So she slipped inside. Was she in for a shock? When poor Vera looked in the funny mirrors, she could hardly believe her eyes. I'm so fat. I'm too thin. I look like a freak. <laughs> and All from right, that day together, to Vera. this, Vera never looked in a mirror again. Wow, that's a All terrible right, that's story. Actually, what is the moral of that story? I you know. know what, Vera? Love yourself, girl. Okay. Yeah, you like your, how you look. Also, why is she a female? Men do it too. Yeah. Do you want some of the other morals from the from the Aesop yeah. fables? Yeah, absolutely. We could okay. all do with a moral, I think. Oh, here we go. Okay. Mm. Morals of Aesop. So the stories are all based around these. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. A fair face is of little use without sense. A little common sense is often of more value than much cunning. A man is known by the company he keeps. It's true. Yeah, very true. Jesus, Aesop was a wise old man. I know. Hmm. Anyway, what have we got coming up next week? Okay, so next week we've got Kathy Kelly coming on, which oh my is gosh. so excited about. So exciting. I love her. She's just got so much energy and she's got a new book coming out, The Wedding Party, which ah. is, for somebody like me, this summer, very appropriate. And I know there's lots of people in the same boat as me, a lot of weddings on. 
And it's just a nice summer read. Like she mm. does really easy, fun, warm, witty books and mm. I always enjoy them. So I'm excited to have her on. She's actually recently divorced and she's found a new love. She is moving into a very new, exciting chapter. So that was fun to chat to her about. And we also chatted about learning to accept our bodies and also what you can't learn from books. So it's a really interesting conversation and that's coming up next week. Great. Okay, I think we should have a little bit of a taster. I think becoming a mom has been the biggest plot twist because when I was pregnant, I was this sort of, you know, woman who was, I'd been a journalist. I always said I was going to make my own living. I Mm -hmm. wasn't relying on anyone else. I was, you know, feminist. And um, and I thought, I, I, I so wanted to have children, but I thought that I would be exactly the same, but just with children. And it's not like that. It's mm. like this total, you are taken up, shaken, plonked down, and you're a different human being when you have children. That is the biggest plot twist. And suddenly you do not want to do anything but be with your kids and look after them. Everything changes. That has been the most unbelievable plot twist. And do you think that, like, as they get older and they become more independent, that you kind of revert back to maybe the way you were before or that that stays forever? That is a brilliant question. I Do you know what I don't know? I think because you've changed so much. I mean, my sons are now 19, so you change so much um, that you've become a different person so that you're always going to be slightly different. And also... I think that whole empty nest thing is quite hard for a lot of people. Certainly it's going to be very hard for me um, because we're so close. But I have a career and I can sort of say I'll focus on that. Mm -hmm. And and life is always changing. It's the only thing that's guaranteed is change. So thank you so much for joining this episode with myself and Sarah. It's so fun just to chat and talk about what's in our good books and bad books. And also we've got the book club elements well that we're picking up. So make sure you pick up the book. It ends with us by Colleen Hoover. I'm so excited to like chat to everybody about it. So make sure you email us as well. What's the email, Sarah? The email is openbook at goloudnow.com. Don't forget to rate if you can, if you if you don't mind the podcast subscribe share follow it all counts that it's helping us kind of grow and get more people involved in listening thanks so much for listening readers talk to you next week